0: Block Talk Radio. Special technique. Fuck that. God Special technique. of the hip hop. God damn. Uh, uh, like I'm back, to the hip hop. God the yeah, yeah, to the hip hop. well that good stuff. You know about Only a few more days before the, start the NFL Everything season. And shape form of Specifically and two more days before Thursday night football. Mm. And, and five more days before the first mm. NFL Sunday of the year. Game. I'm so excited. Good Woo! Anyway, uh, <laughs> my name is Scott Burks, and this is the Clown Hour. Uh, I also am the creator of the rolling out sports blog, The Clown Times, The Clown Spell with K. And um, you'll be able to find me anywhere just type in the uh, URL one at the top, www.theclowntimes.net. You can also find me on Facebook, Full, and Gushing All Things Steelers, among other things, um, with my followers. Just do a search for The Clown Times on Facebook. Again, it's Clown Spellbook K. You'll be able to find me there. Uh, we're continuing with the uh, Super Fan series. It's going to be the last one before the start of the NFL season uh, Thursday night. Uh, so, at any rate, got to say the best for last uh, <laughs> uh, and preview my 2014 Pittsburgh Steelers preview. Now, for anyone out there who's not familiar with me or sort of familiar with me, uh, uh, let me just give you a quick throw of how became such a big fan of the team. I was seven years old. And, and by the way, you probably, if you're familiar with my earlier podcast, you probably heard most of this story, but it's the full story. Uh, concise, was full. But at any rate, um, I, uh, when I was seven no, eight years old in the early 1980s, I remember sitting with my father and watching some NFL Sunday games for the first time. And it was probably the header. So basically um, – how the story went was um, I was in the, you know it was, it, was, it was like the early games and I saw a team in black beat the dog piss out of some other team with Orange helmets. I do remember that so actually I remember seeing such a team and that was a team that still had Terry Bradshaw Jack Lambert and um, among other stars albeit in the twilight years but at any rate those guys. So it gives you an idea of how, how early the 80s it was, probably 80, 81 or 82. And Dolly Shaw and Company. Dolly Shaw, saying Company. And I remember just looking, and granted, that was my first time seeing a team in all black, mostly black. And I was like, I turned my father, I was like, Dad, I don't like this. I like the way to intimidate, you know, I, I just like the way I. Just, I was I was so in love with the intimidation factor. I was so in love again with an all black team, all black like, like black helmets, black jerseys, and just slamming this other team, which which you know um, was, was, was was the Cleveland Browns. So that's why I started to hate the Cleveland Browns that, that day as well. Before learning more about the rivalry, um, so ever since then, ever since that day, circa like 1981, 80, or 82. I've become a Steelers fan. I've been a Steelers fan, I should say. Uh, so this is a pretty big deal in terms of the, the podcast goals. It's a pretty big deal in terms of the subject matter. And, um, and so I'm pretty excited about tonight. So I'm, I'm supposed to preview this with uh, one of my followers. He calls himself Pittsburgh Fans on Twitter. Uh, his name is Brian Fan, the fans though, actually. Uh, but in case that he is unable to join us, and, you know, which is fine because since Pittsburgh's my team, I can just literally go an hour if I wanted to and just talk all things still. So I'm not going to do that, but uh, I'm not going to go that far, but I'm just going to give you my personal view uh, of, of how I feel, how I see this 2014 Pittsburgh Steelers season going. So let's just start at the top and go back to last year. Um, Especially it was hard for me because, and, 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 and you know, like, because they were so steel like in terms of defensively and offensive. But so let's start with the defense. Uh, first of all, anyone who, who actually is familiar with this, the Steelers were team Geritol, basically. They had a bunch of great beers on defense. Lost, the average age was well over 30 years of age in the starting lineup. Um, as a matter of fact, they were so old that they got outrun by everyone. Uh, they actually had the worst Russian defense in quite some time last season because they were 21st overall and opposing Russian yards allowed. They allowed over 115.6 yards a game, rushing yards a game. And so the reason why, a big reason why, in my opinion, that they didn't, they didn't go worse for them was because they just relied on the smart, the, the, the veteran smart, which kept them in a lot of games, which kept them actually from getting beat down worse than what they should have. Because this last year was one of the few years where the offense actually carried the team. Normally it's the defense that's speaking of up the stack for the Steelers, but last year was, it was, it was, it was obviously, obviously the offense. And another, speaking of the offense and being a Steelers, we normally – do well running the football, but the last few years have been, as Till tells us otherwise, and actually it's been trending worse. Because last season, we were ranked 28th overall running the football at four yards a game. That is un, unacceptable. Felix. That's
1: unacceptable.
0: And yes, I know that we're going to from passing the football, passing yards 25, 251.1 yards per game. I understand that. Our defense allowed a nice few us to pass the game. Yeah. But every, and anyone who's a fan of football realizes that, knows that everything starts and ends with running the football, whether it's establishing a run on offense or stopping the run on defense. Nowhere in between. So as a result, we pretty much end up uh, just up over ourselves, first half of the season in, in particular. And, um, you know, sure, we finished strong. I'm happy that we finished strong. But like I said before, last year's performance on defense in particular was unacceptable. So let me just give you an idea of how we did We, we actually finished 8-8 eight eight last season. I understand that, um, that we like, yeah, like I said, we, we like, like like we finished the season on a high note. We won six of our last eight games, if i not mistaken. Um, but, again, it was crucial because we failed. We started off the season behind the eight ball. You don't want to start off in any sport, let alone in the NFL, let, let alone in, in, in football, period.
1: So this is to give you an
0: idea. I'm looking at the Steelers' season of last year. All right, we lost to the Tennessee Titans 16-9. Now, first of all, we only scored nine points with the Tennessee Titans at home. And sure, we would probably share a shell shot by losing Marquise Thompson to a devastating knee injury and the first and second player of the game. I understand that. But you do not lose to a team like the Tennessee Titans, and you do not lose to them at home. And you don't score only nine points against them. Okay, that's just an excuse and me. For me, it's one thing to lose to Cincinnati being the following week, 20 to 10, to actually, but a team than we were last year. But then come back, spend the night nice football the following week, the night before my birthday, no less, and get embarrassed by the Chicago Bears from National Television 40 to 23. Then, if that wasn't bad enough, go to England, Wembley Stadium in London, and get beat by a bad Minnesota Vikings team. And sure, the score was only 34 to 27, but it was, it, it didn't, it it, 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 masked just how dominant the Vikings were in that game against us. We basically made Matt Castle look like Tom Brady. And, you know, that, I, that, at that, you know, at the end of that game, it, I came across the fall two, yeah, we basically, A, we we're really not that good. And B, our defense needs a heart by like near a heart transplant. Because again, whenever you may it's one thing to get gas for Adrian Peterson. Hell, he's agent Peterson, he'll do that to people. But to make Matt Castle again, Matt making Matt Castle look like Tom Brady in that ball game, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Period in a discussion. Now, again, we, we ended the season well. We won eight of the last 12 games following our bye week. Beat the Jets, beat the Ravens at home. And then, finish, you know, we're 2-4. Play the Raiders. Sure, we crowd cross-country to Oakland. But, again, through a terrible Raiders team, we should sure pick up the win, right? Wrong. We lose 21-18. to 18. A field goal kicker, normally reliable field goal kicker, um, easily made field goals, easily makeable field goals, which turned out to be the difference of the ball game. Excuse me, we gave up the big play to Terrell Pryor, the first play of the game, and that was just crazy. And then I thought was the lowest point of the season, if, if losing to the Vikings, if, if losing to the Vikings and Raiders weren't the lowest points already getting really, really, really embarrassed by the New England Patriots 55-31. Double us to 2-6 and and just have our playoff hopes and life support. Now, I don't know at that point in the season, it was actually the gut check. I didn't know what Coach Mike Tomlin said to his boys, but whatever he said it worked because after that, that 2-6 scenario, we ran off Eight games this week. So basically, we start out two and six. We finish the season six and two. Beat you know a couple of decent teams along the way. Um, we, like we beat the Bengals in Sunday Night Football at the end of the season. We beat Green Bay. You know, mind you, Green Bay fans, um, Aaron Rodgers. But before the Swingles games, again losing games that we should win. We inexplicably lost to the Miami Dolphins at home in December. Lose a cold weather team I mean, sorry, we lose to a warm weather team at a, you know, at home in cold, chilly Pittsburgh. You know, figure it wasn't meant to be, but this season eight and eight were a very bad call in the in, in the but uh, actually a couple of bad calls and the season in Kansas City Chiefs San Diego Chargers game, going to the playoffs. But, be that as it May, no excuses for coming up short of playoffs. I know I know the playoffs. And no business losing to Tennessee. And no business losing to Minnesota. And no business losing to the future Oakland Raiders. And no business losing to a warm weather team at home in the Miami Dolphins. So, there you go. That was last season. So, let's just, you know, wanted to accentuate the positive. It just goes. That's what it is, Steve. First of all, I like what it did in the draft. Um, we we address focus more on our secondary, but you know, I set up for Ryan Shazier out of, of of Ohio State, he ran a four three as a linebacker. We need that speed. We need that speed, and getting Stefan Tuitt out of a defensive out of Notre Dame, the speed in the third round. And, uh, uh, like, in the form of dry archer, Ken Statham, he's going to be our new special teams guy, I guess our own Percy Harvin um, and whatnot. So, and the other guys were the other guys in the draft, but I really like the first, well, actually, I I take the bat. Martavius Bryant, I love Martavius Bryant coming out of Clemson in the fourth round. Love the first four picks. I think they'll do wonders for the team this year. But, that's pretty much about it. I like the I like some of the free agents, also the defensive line desk with Arthur Moke, uh, and a few other guys. Um, I actually like the fact that um, that we actually started to work on our desk on the defensive side of the football, uh, which was sorely needed. Um, so basically, I'm just pulling up the death chart right now. Cam Thomas. Um, and left defensive end. Guys still have uh, Steve McClemon, those tackle, and Cam Thomas could play out of nose tackle defensive end. But I like the fact that uh, you have, like I said, that we brought back Brad, uh, Brett Kiesel to help mentor the to put the linemen, and Cam here was coming to his own. Real like what he had the show last season, and uh, he's going to be the man for sure. Of course, linebackers are good. Uh, Lawrence Temer, he's the man. Again, to pair him with the speedy uh, Ryan Shavier, so that gives us two speedy inside linebackers. And I like Jason Wurlitz, but he has to earn his contract position. And the four minutes, uh, off the moats. I had him at the role of the actually to put the, the back about style linebacker. linebacker. He's a decent player. But Jarvis Jones has to show me something. Year two, no excuses, no more excuses. You have to show me something. He's an Alabama guy. He should show that Nick Saban knew what he was doing when he prepared this young man for the NFL. Uh, I don't know what to think about Mike Mitchell as this pre-safety position. Um, he did well with the Panthers last year, actually very well for the Panthers last year. but He's been hurt most of the training camp. Um, as I understand he's gonna be starting the season so alongside Troy Palmoa who, who was probably he was more likely to of his career at this point. I hate to say that about the big haired one himself long <laughs> haired one himself, but you know, he's played in the league for so long and he's on his last couple of seasons I think. He's just fab, but you know, that's life in the NFL. Ike Taylor, this is probably gonna be his last season in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's old but he's still smart and he's still cracked, he's still in hell the shape. Uh, to go with Cortez Allen who's gonna be a future star right like, for the team. So I think next year, looking to the looking to the crystal ball, I think that we're gonna to have to grab heavily for our secondary. Very heavily for our secondary. Because we're either old or not that talented I thought of I saw Mike Mitchell, Troy out. So that's where, that's where things stand on defense. Well, as far as the offense goes, we may just have some depth now. We, like all five of us uh, of, of our offensive linemen, Concey, Devin DeCastro, Marcus Miller, who just signed a contract extension, by the way, Ramon Foster, who is was by viable on the offensive line, that's a player almost every position, and Kelvin Beecham, who was a late-run draft pick last season, but he... More than did the job. So basically, great, good, good, to, good, to, very good players. I saw Marquise Thompson, who's a star on the offensive line, and who, who I think is the biggest acquisition as a new offensive, as a new rather offensive lineman coach, and um, Mike Munchak, who coached the Titans last season. And so he may not be a good head coach. May not have been a good head coach. But he more than makes up for that for his knowledge the offensive line. So uh, so I'm pretty happy, excited about that. So moving along. Moving 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 along. So basically I like the draft, like I said before, I like the draft, I like the first four rounds. Could about the this season, I think they could pretend in the Rust and Chubb Agency North. I think three teams are gonna three of the of the four teams will be playoff teams. That'll be Cincinnati, Baltimore and my Steelers of course. Uh I think the Steelers schedule is a bit easier this season. They don't have to travel across like go across go through like three or four different times that was the time they year last year. Um, but what I what I'm still a little bit concerned about is pretty much um uh, these suspensions, possible suspensions to a couple of knuckleheads, like to get high, Le'Veon Bell and uh, and 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 McGarrett Blount, uh, uh, Blount uh, insert marijuana no joke there, um, may affect the changes begin the beginning of season. Now, there's no word to that I've understand that I've heard about them being suspended. I trust that Mike Tomlin company will handle it in house and maybe a former has to find, we do not know. But we do need to get out to a good start because the season, the schedule sets up pretty good us. We have Cleveland at home. That should be a win. Followed by road games at, at Baltimore, Carolina, that may be tricky. Uh, the Baltimore game in particular will be a first nine that will come on the hills in a short week. So I obviously for both teams, but still, the Steelers have to travel. Uh, to Baltimore, and that's a big robbery game. So you you, you never know. And but what's trickier than that is as the a Panthers game, a following on um, that football. I know that Cam Newton does not have weapons to throw the ball to for the Panthers, but they still have a good defense. They still have a pretty, yeah, pretty good, very good front seven. And so uh, if, 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 if if either. If not a Bell nor Blunt are, are still are, are available for that game, for well, hell, especially like for out of the Baltimore, Carolina games, then look out, look out. Uh, but at least they get Tampa Bay at home the following week. They go to Jacksonville. They they go to Cleveland again. They host Houston, and host Indianapolis. Well, host Houston for Monday night game. By chose what like why they chose. Why, why they chose our game against the sorry Texans, the American game. I never know. Maybe says a maybe a feature, uh, Jaden Clowney effect. you knows? But at any rate, it falls by that falls a, a short week and leads us to the Indianapolis coach showdown. That following Sunday, it's 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 a, it's, it's a national televised game. It's that's that a four. It's a it's a one to four o'clock game. Then next Sunday the night, Baltimore game at at home to go to New York but going to Tennessee. They only get a bye week at week twelve, which is very late in the season, but you know, that may service well, um, maybe the rest of the players, get like get back from players, you know, that whole thing about attrition, uh, that should help. But look at the schedule following the bye week. Which is why I think having a great start is imperative for my series To get New Orleans at home. Red New Orleans, not the the greatest road team in the world, especially since they be coming to Pittsburgh at the end of November. But they still have Drew Brees, they're still coached by Sean Payton, and they have that long hair, crazy maniac, uh, Rob Ryan, pouring in that defense—a much-improved defense. A much improved defense. And that scares me. The next game scares me as well. They, they 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 go to Cincinnati. Not only that, they play Cincinnati twice in the. In the four week span. Uh, the host of Cincinnati also to end the season, which would be interesting because I should be in Cincinnati since my wife is from Cincinnati, born and raised. We spread every Christmas in Cincinnati with my wife's family. And given that Cincinnati plays my Steelers the last week of the season, spend, uh, December 28th during Christmas time, there will be lots of trash talk, and there will be lots of trash talk. Trash talk on about about both ways. To be fun, I'm kind of scared that just not a death. My skill is twice. Um, and in between those, in Cambridge, in between those two games, we to Atlanta. Now, Atlanta's very explosive, but I think Atlanta's soft, but, you know, it's a road game. They're in the season. You never know. It. And we host Kansas City. I'm trying to think of a quicker step back this season. So basically, looking at a schedule. I see Tim wins. I see Tim wins. I see losses coming against one like one of the Baltimore Games, one of the Cincinnati Games, uh, possibly uh see, possibly Indianapolis, possibly New Orleans, and possibly the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so that's what five. So I would say eleven and five, but we the Steelers always lose that one team we have no business losing against losing two. So I hold that extra came out. Maybe it's one of the Cleveland games. I don't know, it's a big robbery game, so but maybe it's more or less Tennessee. Hell we don't do well in Jacksonville, so maybe it's gonna be one of the who knows, but I can stay I can say within with ninety five percent confidence that we'll win ten games this year. Now that might not be enough to win the AFC North. It might not be, but at least we'll be competitive. At least I see us being a club team again. So that'll be all gravy there. Um so a couple of extra things. I know that, you know, I'm pretty confident my skills will do bounce back this year. Um but one thing I want to address and I'm really worried I'm there's a big reason why I hope the skills have a bounce back season is because I'm worried about my time as coach I know I know a lot of you thinking, saying, what are you thinking, man? Um Pittsburgh, this Pittsburgh Steelers organization typically not run off coaches so soon. I and mean, the Thomas has been there since 2007. So this will be coming up on a pitch season. But you just never know. <clears throat> I mean, I know that they gave Chuck No over 20 years before he actually retired. You know, they gave uh, Bill Cower 15 seasons of fifteen plus seasons before he decided to call it quick. He's doing a great job in hitting on T V right away. But I know Coward had a similar rough stretch that Mike Tomlin had, but Mike Tomlin never had a losing season. But he never had his back to back seasons of missing the playoffs either. So this I, I'm afraid for him. I'm afraid for Mike for 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 Mike Tomlin. Um because I say that because he's my I know I shouldn't Think about this for 2014, but you, know, you never know. But he is a minority coach, and I know that the Steelers are the same team whose owner, Dan Rooney, is to the rule where all 32 teams have to interview at least one minority candidate. Hell, then in the rule the, the after him, the Rooney rule. And, that, and he used the Rooney rule to hire Mike Tomlin, and look how great my time has done for this team. And I know people are saying that, you know, my time won that one Super Bowl with the Cowboys players. But you got to remember, he got to another one with a lot of Thomas draft picks, you know. Uh, and, I, and again, I know they lost to Green Bay, but Green Bay was simply the better team that didn't want to remember that Super Bowl. But the fact of the matter is, Tom has been very successful. He's very successful. In his eyes is probably not successful enough and I'll blame him for that because coaching business in the, especially in the NFL is a what have you done for me lately? So that's why I'm very worried about my comments. He should not be on the hot seat. I do not think he should be in the hot seat. What he should do is fire Todd Haley's ass off offensive quarter for being so fucking stubborn and not allowing Big Ben to run the uh no offense control the second half of the season. Was too little, too late, to make the playoffs. Um, so I think on the strength of that alone, of him of allowing Ben to bench, run the huddle, was the reason why Todd Haley was brought back. I honestly believe that Todd Haley still held steadfast against that. It's actually been fine after the evening. As much as I railed against this is one of those things where you have to be, be, be careful of what we, we ask for. As much as I did not like Bruce Arians for being so predictable, being so pass happy in Pittsburgh, his offense has scored a lot of points for the Steelers when he was in Pittsburgh. And Todd Haley simply does his offense still typically done his way, quote-unquote quote, his way, getting up, they don't put a lot of points. And I'm just, I miss, <laughs> I never thought I'd say this out loud, but I miss a hell out of Bruce Arians. I really do. And unless, again, I'm, I'm, I, mean, I mean, because um, everyone's let Big Ben do his thing, which is why they were so close, you know, is that they had that synergy going. But, which is why, I like, like going what I was about to say before, which is why Ailey just needs to trust Ben. Ben is a two-time Super Bowl winner. He went to three Super Bowl. I think, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I, I, I personally think that Big Ben knows badly doing so top 10 quarterback, in my team and still, in my opinion, he had his, well, his best season last season. And Haley eventually let him do his thing, in the I have to do uh particularly. Well, particularly after the bye week. But Haley just needs to stay out of Big Ben's way, let him do his thing, stop, over, stop complicating the process if they have to do, have, have, if they is there to have any success. This year. Because I'm here to tell you, Given how young our defense is, given how horrible our defense looked in the preseason, stopping the run, you know, just first we had got split up to week three of the preseason, they gassed us. The Eagles just gassed the hell off us or, 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 on the ground. And that's because uh, Shayden McCoy only taking part of the load in the first half with, uh, with the one during time. And I know that preseason is preseason. We shouldn't make too much of it. But I make a lot more of it because I want to see how the team improved like how the team improved, uh, in the preseason, how all the teams are in the preseason. If I see them taking a step back or uh, what's going on in the nation's capital right here in Washington, um, you know, there's cause for concern or uh, what's going on in San Francisco. And, you know, our offense, I know they're familiar with the vanilla right now. I, I have I have confidence in the office, by the way this is our defense, which I guess is the one I'm worried about. And to see Troy Palmo cuss out his teammates on the satellite, Troy Palmo is one of the most quietest, I mean, he barely speaks above a whisper. And for him to call his guys on the satellite, folks are boring. And And um, so, you know, that's why I'm worried. That's one big worry I have about about defense. So Haley, remember to tell Haley, Get the fuck out of Big Ben's way. Let him do his thing because if our offense doesn't pick us up, we're in a whole lot of trouble and we can't afford to be in trouble in a rugged division that we claim. So again, I think we'll bounce back. You know, I think Big Ben, as long as he stays healthy, continues to play smart, not take as many hits, I think we'll be fine. I think if our rookies come together and I, I have all the faith in the world in our devotee and it's the bow in doing that. We have the youth, we have the speed up front, both youth and speed up front, we're still long in the two for the back end. But again, if, if 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 Mike Mitchell turns into the player that if, if the player that he is, that it was last year for the Panthers, uh, if they get Shabonko Thomas on the field more, um uh, Ike Taylor in the, in the secondary does not get burned by by a lot of more than several big pass plays. came, like the, like they did last season, I think they be fine. So that's pretty much that. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this this uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'll talk to uh, quote unquote Pittsburgh fans uh, when I see them on Twitter tonight, but it's all good. But, um, but tomorrow night, we're going to talk more and more about the end of our season. In fact, I plan on a preview of this season. the uh, season, the upcoming regular season, tomorrow night. Uh, so stay tuned for that. What I'm going to do, what I didn't do last year, I'm going to continue the Superfan series throughout the season. Well, I've talked to several teams, several fans of the team, just to, to, to monitor the progress of how their teams are doing. So You may have me talking about the fields again later, later in the season, especially with doing bad. That. Uh, but that's what I plan on doing, so this should be fun, just mix up more and more football for more, more NFL talks throughout the season. So that's where things stand. So, again, thank you for getting through this, this, this few minutes with me. This is Scott Perks with the Clown Hour, and I uh, hope you all enjoy the regular season. Uh, enjoy week one. Until then o six. Nice.